Attention lovers of mysteries, I certainly count myself as one. In recent years, I've become flat-out addicted to British and Scottish mystery novels, movies, and TV shows. And the natural extension of those is a game that allows me to experience the mystery instead of just reading it or watching it. Don your own detective hat in June's Journey, a free, hidden-object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. It's set in the glitz and glamour of the Roaring Twenties, and you play as June, deciphering clues and uncovering secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. New chapters are added to the game each week, and you can personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. Download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Look at this! The Jackson 5 to say that they were a mischievous bunch of young people would be an understatement. We lost Jermaine during the sound check. Uh, we, were, we were looking all over for him. Security was pulling their hair out because how in the world could we lose this kid? And then we hear this yelling, and it's Jermaine up, up in the skyboxes of the Astrodome yelling down. And his mother says, how do we get up there? How do we get him? I said, no, I don't know how to get him. We'll get up there. So I took his mother, and we went up the elevator in the back dock area, got in there, got him. And then I heard his mother going, oh, no. Welcome to the third and final episode of our special series about the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. In episodes one and two, we heard about the history of the event and went behind the scenes of the rodeo. Episode 3 is all about the music. As you just heard, Leroy Schaefer, former Chief Operating Officer of the Rodeo, has another great story for you. He'll finish the tale of the Jackson 5's memorable sound check before their performance in 1974. Then we'll go backstage before the final concerts of the year at Rodeo Houston 2019 to hear from two legendary Texas songwriters, Robert Earl Keane and Lyle Lovett. We spoke to them less than two hours before showtime, and as you can hear in the background during Lyle's interview, the crowd was ready to go. So let's get to it. Here's Leroy Schaefer to finish the story of the Jackson 5. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples, especially at this time of year when I'm getting crushed by allergies. In Arizona, we have these wonderful trees called Palo Verde trees. They have yellow flowers that look nice, but produce yellow pollen that makes me cough and sneeze and makes my eyes so itchy I almost can't stand it. 
Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. And they opened a show that year with this group called the Jackson Five. Uh, and it was my introduction. It was my introduction to the horror of presentation. Uh, I was put in charge of sound checks for that year, in addition to promotion uh, and advertising. And uh, the the Jackson Five to say that they were a mischievous bunch of young people would be an understatement. We lost Jermaine during the sound check. Uh, we were we were looking all over for him. Security was pulling their hair out because how in the world could we lose this kid? And then we hear this yelling, and it's Jermaine up up in the skyboxes of the Astrodome yelling down. And his mother says, how do we get up there? How do we get him? I said, no, I don't know how to get him. We'll get up there. So I took his mother, and we went up the elevator in the back dock area, got in there, got him. And then I heard his mother going, oh, no. And we looked down. At that time, the rodeo clown, uh, uh, Wilbur Plogger, had this cable that came down from the top of the of the uh, astrodome and he usually had a dummy on it to look just like him and they would put that down and bulls would come and hit it well when we were doing sound check and other things we would raise that thing up so that it was about i think it was probably 12 feet off of the floor of the stadium somehow the brothers had got this thing swinging and it was swinging over the stage uh, and michael grabbed a hold of it and they were pushing him and he was probably going 50 or 60 yards either side of that stage and when he was at the at the one end of that swing he would probably be 70 or 80 feet off the ground uh, I thought Mrs. Jackson was going to absolutely die uh, we get down and we, we security has gotten a hold of Michael by the time we get down and everything is under control Thanks to Leroy Schaefer for donating his time and many stories to this project. And now, here's Robert Earl Keen. First, thank you so much for being a part of the show. We appreciate you taking the time on the final day of the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. We know you're very heavily scheduled. You're only a couple hours away from showtime here. So thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Uh, and so we want to start, since we are here just a couple hours before showtime, I want to start with a question about the rodeo. So you're obviously a Houston native, but your career grew through Austin. How was the experience when you first came home to Houston to play at the rodeo in the early 2000s? 
I I don't know. It was otherworldly. I really could. I think I was kind of. It was such a heady experience that I really couldn't get a handle on. You know uh, how exciting it was. I had a lot of friends that came, of course, and um, of course it was um, one of those uh, things that unfortunately my parents had passed away, and you know we had gone to the rodeos uh, from the time they were back in the Coliseum years and years ago, and uh, so that I guess it was bittersweet. I got to play the rodeo and. Um, and I, it was really exciting. Could never imagine playing the rodeo when I was like a child. You know, I met like uh, Michael Landon from Bonanza, and I saw Roy Rogers all the way back in the Coliseum. And so there were things that were connected with those. And then actually to be one of those guys was uh, hard to really put uh, in place. Uh, but. Once I got on stage and started playing, it's kind of like always when you get on stage. Once you get on stage, everything comes together, and it all came together, and it was uh, overwhelming. I was lucky I didn't cry. Sure, sure. <laughs> and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna talk to Lyle in a few minutes. Also, obviously, you guys are close friends and longtime friends, and and kind of somewhat piggybacking off that. This is such a huge event, and you're about to go on stage in front of eighty thousand people, and the energy, the craziness that's going to be a part of that. I'm going to talk to him a little bit about that as well, but I want to slightly take a sidestep for you. When you guys play together in smaller venues, more intimate venues, the acoustic shows you've done, is there also a similar kind of energy that comes from those shows where it's a little bit different, that they're close, the people are closer to you, they're a little, it's a little more intimate, it's just two guys with guitars. Do you have, is there a similar kind of energy that can come from that? As can come from a huge event like this. They're very different, actually. The, the, the energy that you get from a large show is, like I said before, sort of overwhelming and heady. But it's exciting and you just try to ride the wave and, you know, just try to remember everything that you're doing because that's the, that's the important part. It's like we be able to sort of absorb the excitement and the enthusiasm of the crowd. Whereas when you play a more intimate uh, venue, you would like to really make the crowd be part of the show and 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 bring them into you it's kind of almost the opposite way you're on top of the crowd here at 80,000 people and you're hoping to just stay right on top of that wave and not fall off the back of it and just really just continue to increase their enthusiasm and hope that your songs really catch on whereas when you're in those smaller venues you're bringing those people into you and trying to invite them into your headspace and how the songs relate to them and you at the same time and how you can actually have some kind of almost uh, cosmic connection with those people that are out there in the, in the audience. And that happens quite a bit uh, when you play some smaller clubs. And that's what... And that's what we try to do is try to uh, really connect with the audience in almost a, almost like an ethereal way. Whereas, again, the large ones, you just try to ride the wave. I was going to say, that was going to be the natural follow-up, but you kind of yeah. already asked it. That yeah. Do you feel that connection? When it's happening, is it pretty obvious to you in those smaller venues? Uh, and I, Yes, it, it does. And I want to say there's almost nothing that feels better than that, that where you have... have taken whatever you've created and brought it out and 
given it, handed it to the people, and they understand, and you have this great understanding all at the same time. And sometimes, uh, you know, it's uh, it's emotionally overwhelming because you can you can feel their emotion. It can be, you know, you can be laughing or enjoying that, or you can, you know, have something really heartfelt felt, and you can, or maybe you're writing this song about, say, somebody that you really love that you hadn't seen in a long time, and they are thinking about not that person, but someone else, and you connect in that way, and that emotion is all brought together in one big, like, nucleus there, and it holds together for those few minutes, and that feeling right there is, uh, there's nothing that uh, you can substitute that with. And I think you actually you answered it much better than I asked it in my fumbling way, but that's kind of where I was going, that you obviously have this big, huge energy from the big events, mm-hmm. but then you also have a different kind of energy, and it feels like they could be it can be just as powerful as the if big, awe-inspiring spectacle. Absolutely. It, it can be... Uh, both of them are incredibly satisfying and incredibly enjoyable and f- fun, but they are, they are two different kinds of performing and two different feelings that you are going to derive from that experience. Okay, great. And so I, I want to wrap up with this. Again, we know that you got to run to, other, to some other engagements, but I did want to ask this one question. It's always been on my mind. Since I do a lot of other kinds of writing and it's very long writing, I've always been interested in a songwriter's, the great songwriter's ability to construct a complex, nuanced story in such a, a small package, like a three to five minute song with the layers in it and the complexities. Did you know that that was the form and the medium that your writing was going to take in the early in the early stages? Did it just come naturally that you thought about telling stories in that form? I started writing songs. The first song I ever wrote was when I was eight, eight years old. And from then on, then school, then elementary school, and junior high, I wrote narrative rhyming poetry. And it was and it was always there. I, I would never want to discourage someone to say, like, you can't learn this skill, but it certainly is uh, a lot better if you have some of those. You know, like if I were a pitcher, it'd be a lot better if I could, you know, really pretty much throw a ball pretty well, and then I'd learn how to throw it better, right? Well, I can. I had that skill when I was really young, and I took that skill and I just continued to enhance it. And when I got to be 18 years old, I started playing the guitar, and it only took, you know, I learned three chords, and all of a sudden I realized, oh, I can write a song. But back to your point about how it, you, you, you take a, a subject and put it in three minutes, one of the, the greatest things, and this is the secret here, is for me, those, those rhyme schemes, those, those um, cadences, the choice of words, all that stuff creates a boundary that makes songwriting fun and easy for me whereas when you talk about like something longer like prose like making a short story or writing a novel which i've done both of those well actually i didn't finish the novel but i'm still working on it i work on it like one sentence at a time but uh, anyway the when it comes to prose there are so many choices and i can't you know i don't have that boundary you know i don't have that rhyming boundary or that length of or that rhythm boundary or any of those things that a song has and and oh my god i just i just you know 
I, I wonder where those boundaries are when you're writing really good prose. You know, I don't really have a real good feel for that. And I, so for songs, uh, you know, I stick with songs because it's all it, it all makes sense to me. I look at it and I go, oh, this makes sense. You know, when I open a big, big page and I start writing, even something journaling, I sort of go off all over the place and look like, I don't know. This doesn't make much sense, you know. So, but however, there, there's one other. There's an, another addendum to that particular um, idea about writing. Um, I love great prose. I'm a total fiction guy. I don't care about nonfiction. I don't care about documentaries. I don't care about any of that stuff. I love love fiction, and I have so much respect for great fiction writers that I feel like it's. Uh, an insult for me to try to, you know, write like they do. You know, I just enjoy it. You know. Yeah, so, I completely understand what you're saying. Right, right. I completely understand. Is, is there a couple fiction writers you want to throw out that you read well, right now? Well, I, I mean, I have the entire all of Cormac stuff, Cormac right, McCarthy stuff. Uh, I have all first editions and all signed first editions of his stuff, except for the road. And then, um, you know, of course, McMurtry. I have McMurtry. Of course, of course. I love that dude, Hanson, that writes, uh, that wrote, you know, the Jesse James thing. And um, is that sure. it? Ron Hanson? Is that his uh, name? The, the assassination of yeah, Jesse James right, right, by yeah. the coward. He Rob. also wrote yeah. one called Desperados. It's really good. And there's a, a book I picked up a couple years ago called The Sisters Brothers by yes. this dude out, out in Oregon, you know? Just got made into a movie. Uh, yes, yes, by John C. Riley. And I haven't seen the movie. But. You know, like I'm a fan of Western fiction, you know, and Louis L'Amour and that kind of, of thing, right? But the fact is, is like all of those, all of those really great writers also almost always touch somehow on the Western genre somehow. Somehow they always sneak into it. Like, like if a director has been at being a director long enough, they'll always end up trying to do something with the Civil War. <laughs> of course. That's usually where they make their mistake. But the fact is, it's like every great writer somehow almost always goes into that world of, you know, how, how we create this world of like hardly anything as far as like a landscape and put things into it you know I yes love it. I of love course it. Yeah. well we'll wrap up with that one thank you very much again for your time we it's really appreciate pleasure, it thank Chris. you thank you robert earl Keane and lyle lovett are old friends from their days at texas a&m and they've shared the stage together many times and in 2012 they were both inducted into the texas heritage songwriters hall of fame along with a couple other guys you might have heard of danny king and towns van zandt so let's move from one hall of famer to another Here's Lyle Lovett. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Thank you very much for agreeing to be on the show. We really appreciate you taking the time. Well, thanks for having me on, Chris. Yeah, we know it's, uh, this is the final day of the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. You just finished soundcheck. You're just a couple hours away from, uh, from, from showtime for closing the event this year. Yes. Hour and 15 minutes. Hour and 15 minutes to be exact. <laughs> so we'll get, we'll get right into it. So we know, we know you've played here a couple times before in the early 2000s. Obviously, you're a native of the greater Houston area. But what was it like? Was it ever a dream of yours to play at this event when you were growing up just outside Houston and once you started really focusing on music? You know, I, I, I loved the rodeo growing up. I was born in Methodist Hospital, you know, just down the road from here. And, and uh, I, yeah, I used to come to the rodeo back when it was in the old Sam Houston Coliseum. Yep. And then when it moved to the Astrodome, it was just something that my parents and I looked forward to doing together every year. And uh, it, it I, you know, I... I I, I, it was, you know, I, I wouldn't, I didn't dream of playing the rodeo because I just never considered there'd even be a possibility. Uh, I, you know, I took guitar lessons and piano lessons growing up, and and uh, but it, you know, the the idea of getting to actually play the rodeo just never even occurred to me. So it was two in year in the year two thousand that uh, I got to play it for the first time, and and uh, Robert and I, in fact, played it together that night, and then two thousand one, I played it with Martina McBride. And that was the last year they had the rodeo in the Astrodome. So I'm really proud of, of getting to do that. But, I, but the rodeo is just one of my favorite events in town all year long. And I look forward to it every year, whether I'm playing or not. Yeah, we have friends in town who, who will not, they make the parade is everything. Well, nothing, is, everything gets scheduled around the parade. The parade can never be missed ever. It, it's a, the parade is fantastic. And, and so it wasn't necessarily a dream of yours because it sounded like it was something almost so far-fetched that it couldn't ever possibly come true. So what was the experience like? Was it almost otherworldly when you were able to finally play here? Well, it was just, I just felt so, it was a humbling experience, you know, to just to think about all the times I'd been to the rodeo and all the great performers I'd seen over the years and to, to uh, you know, to be able to, to, to ride out there, out to the stage on my horse was a great feeling. You actually did. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. It was, it was really, really fun. Yeah. Well, growing up, that was all the that was the way the performers got to the stage, and in in, uh, in my days of growing up here in Houston, and so I thought that's what I should do. Yeah, I say listeners to this podcast will have heard our first episode on the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, and Mr. Leroy Schaefer, the former chief operating officer who worked here for more than forty years, told the fantastic story of George Strait's legendary first performance, where he rode out after the show on a horse and did and rode laps around the arena and, and reared the horse up and waved his hat and the crowd just went ballistic and it set the bar for him, for all of his performances there to come. So I didn't, that's interesting. You have the kind of a similar story. I didn't know that you rode, rode the horse out to begin with. Well, George, George is a great horseman. And, and uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the first time I met George in 1986 was at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. And uh, he did, a, he did a, a, a reception before the show and my parents and I were there. We were, we were. I was, I, I was on MCA Records in Nashville, and so we were invited there by the record company, and and uh, got to say hello to George. And we were just awestruck by what a gentleman he was then. And and of course, he always, he always, he's always a gentleman in his singing and his music. But just in person, he was so nice to my parents, and and he said hello to us when we first walked in the room. And then he kind of made his way around the room, talking to everybody. And before he left to go do his show. He came back over to my parents and he said, uh, "said Mr. And Miss Lovett, it's really nice to meet you." And I tell you, my parents were, and we all, you know, were just uh, 
solid fans uh, from from that moment on. I mean, he just was such a gentleman. That's so glad to hear. It's so good to hear when it, the reputation kind of is reinforced when you get to see it live, when you get to, to meet people and they actually are genuinely good people in real life. That's well, fantastic. he George, they just don't come any better than George Strait. And we'll we'll somewhat stick on that because obviously tonight you and your old friend Robert are playing uh, on stage. George Strait's following you, and I asked. Uh, Robert Earl, a similar question, but I kind of flipped it a little bit. So I want to ask you about the energy that comes from playing a huge stage like this. You have 80,000 people who are going to be waiting out there in less than an hour and 15 minutes now as we count down. What is the energy like to play with an old, with an old friend at this venue on that stage in front of that kind of crowd? You know, the, the, uh, the experience of, of doing all those things together uh, uh, is it's just something that doesn't happen very often first of all to for robert and and uh, for for robert and me to be together on the same show and and to be trading songs the way we are tonight uh is a, just a, just a lot of fun you know take, it takes me back to our days of of sitting around at robert's house or at my apartment when we were in school trading songs then uh, and then to be able to to open the show for one of our musical heroes in you know in this great stadium in NRG Stadium. I mean it's it it is uh, well it it'll 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 be a surreal experience. You know we we uh, I I feel so fortunate to play to the audiences that I get to play to, but but it's rare that I play a place this size, and I only have a few times before in my career, and and so. Uh, it's you know I'm, I'm I'm not quite sure what to expect, uh, other than I'm just going to go out there and hang on and hope I can hear. Yeah, he he actually said something similar that it is kind of like hanging on and almost riding the wave. I think it was the analogy that he used. You just got to go with it when it's something of this size. Well, you, well, you 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 know, not having a choice really makes it makes it easier. Uh, you, you know, once sure. you once you get out there, you you uh, you just have to do it. But no, we're we're both excited about it, and uh, and and. Uh, the stadium is such a great facility, and and uh, and I've gotten to sing the national anthem here a few times, and so so I'm you know I'm a, a little bit prepared prepared for the for the echo and what what that's going to sound like. Sure, sure, and, uh, and so I want to wrap up with one last thing. Like we said, we know you guys are heavily scheduled. It's a, it's going to be a crazy evening. So I want to do this one. I I didn't want to dive too deep into any one song or any one album, but I kind of couldn't help myself because one of your songs, Natural Forces, is one of my favorites. Oh, thank but you. But it very also much. It also has so there's so much imagery in that song that I think listeners of this podcast will identify with. It'll resonate with them. I'm not going to go through everything, but I wanted to focus on one specific line and then just ask a question beyond that. The line was, "My home is where my horse is," and I. So my question is, what is what is the what is it about the image and the idea of the rider on horseback that has stuck with us over the years? You kind of get that it almost draws from the Western movies and the Western culture that we see of the lone rider riding into the sunset on his horse. Why is that stuck with us all these years? Well, what, I, even beyond what you can do that anymore. The the horse is symbolic of our country, of our the Western expansion of our country, uh, of the development of our country. I, of course, I'm a horse person. I'm yes. involved in the American Quarter Horse Association, the National Rain Horse Association, the National Rain Cow Horse Association. And the National Cutting Horse Association, and uh, so I'm a horse person, and I just have great respect for uh, great horsemen like George Strait, uh, p- people who, uh, you know, people who are s- that skilled 
with with horses, and and it's something you know. Becoming a horseman is a, is a lot like becoming a guitar player. Uh, uh, you, it's it's an endless pursuit. You know, as 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 accomplished as you might be, uh, there are always people who are better than you are, and there are always people that you can look up to and learn from. And and so it's it's analogous. Uh, uh, horsemanship and musicianship are uh, parallel in my life, and. And uh, I just have such great admiration for people who are good with horses. And I, I made up that song, uh, th- really thinking about the, uh, the you know, th- thinking about the, the, the way our country came to be, uh, but on, just on a drive back home from, from uh, the National Rating Horse Association Futurity, the big event of the year in Oklahoma City. Oh, really? Uh, one Sunday in December, I was driving, you know, driving the 440 miles home and had plenty of time to think and, and uh, driving through Oklahoma. So that's that's why there's Oklahoma imagery. That's why there's a sure. verse about the reigning futurity. And, uh, but but it's, it really is a, the, the, it, the horse in that song is literally the horse, but also represents the, uh, the development of our country. Yeah, I, I've always loved how that song takes a takes the listener on a journey through different parts of American history. There's all kinds of different elements built into it. From, well, thank you very much. And from the kind of the modern, somewhat to the modern horseman, the long haul trucker is in there who drives from bu- all the way across the country from Buffalo to San Francisco. And you can imagine how that trek used to happen well, in the days before there were long haul trucking. Thank you so much so, for listening. I've always, I've always loved that one. So we'll wrap it up there again. We know you got to run. So thank you very much for spending some time with us. We really appreciate it. Great talking to you, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Thank you all for listening, and huge thank yous to Robert and Lyle for taking the time before their show. And a very special thank you from all of us here at the Legends of the Old West podcast to the team at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. It took an incredible amount of work to organize these episodes, and we couldn't be more grateful. It was a fun experience, and we hope all of you listening enjoyed it as well. We'll see you soon for more stories from the Lone Star State as we dive back into the early adventures of the Texas Rangers. Thanks again. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.